What's going on, everybody? Brennan Schaefer here with you for another episode of Be Shafe Daily. Excited to be back at the mic, joining you guys to talk some Cardinals baseball. We've got some news, obviously, on this Tuesday afternoon, August 4th, as the Cardinals have announced six of the seven names of the players who have tested positive for COVID-19. So we'll talk about the names. We'll talk about what it means, where the Cardinals look to go from here as far as actually getting back onto the field and potentially the players that could be with the team to maybe replace some of the guys that will need a little bit more time, presumably before they're able to return to action. So going to break down all the latest baseball news, even though it's not really strictly baseball related as nothing is simple in the year 2020 when we're talking about sports. So let's get right down to it. The Cardinals announced that Yadier Molina, Paul DeYoung, Edmundo Sosa, Ron Hell Ravello, Junior Fernandez, and Cody Whitley were six of the players that have been confirmed as having tested positive for COVID-19. The Cardinals had previously announced that seven players tested positive, so that tells you there's been one player who, so far at least, not willing to grant permission for that information to be publicly released as far as his identity is concerned. And so a lot of people say, won't we know eventually when the Cardinals take the field again? And for a while I was thinking, well, maybe not, because it might be several weeks before that happens. And if that's the case, then maybe everybody gets back healthy by that time and is able to return to play, and you might not be any the wiser. I figure, though, you're probably going to know at some point in time, but as of Tuesday afternoon, we don't know who that seventh player is. Frankly, it really doesn't matter because it's not going to change anything as far as us getting more information about how the outbreak began. We know that in total, the Cardinals have 13 members of their organization, all part of the traveling party that went to Minnesota and is now there in Milwaukee, still holed up in the hotel rooms trying to get those negative tests through so they can return to St. Louis. We're on the the details of how that works in a moment, but 13 total, and so seven of them were players, six staff members, and it's been publicly reported now that one of the positive tests among the staff members is the Cardinals uh, Public Relations Director, Brian Bartow, and so that's been shared. He shared that with everybody in a media mass text on Monday night, and so dealing with that. Don't know anything else about who the staff members are that have tested positive. I've seen it reported that some of them are field staff members, and so Cardinals will be scrambling here to figure out coaches that will come up from the Springfield camp and then probably getting new coaches filtered in there that will have to go through the intake process, which as Mosellock described to us yesterday is not a simple task. It's not like in any other season where you can say, hey, you know, head to Springfield, we're going to need you there. It's going to take several days to get them to pass the, the testing protocols and the things that you, you got to do to be able to get in get in the building in the first place. And so Cardinals will definitely be dealing with that, and they'll be dealing with, from a player's perspective, trying to figure out how to replace some of these guys until they're ready to get back to action. So here's the latest on what it looks like for the Cardinals to try to return to action, and a lot of details as well at KMOV.com as I've been on top of this on the digital side, writing the stories that you can find over there, camov.com slash sports. You can find all my stuff over there. 
But here's the deal. Here's what it looks like for the Cardinals trying to get back into action. Because as you've probably heard by now, they're trying to play a game by Friday against the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs are coming to town to Busch Stadium. That series, they hope, will go on as scheduled. They canceled the series last weekend in Milwaukee. Canceled the four games against Detroit. This week was originally scheduled Monday through Thursday. That had been changed to Tuesday through Thursday. They're all going to be played in Detroit rather than split between Detroit and St. Louis as it was originally intended. But then, of course, with the more positive tests coming out, they had to scrap that series entirely as well. And so the plan now would be for the Cardinals to get back to St. Louis as of Wednesday morning, be able to have a light workout there, according to John Mosellock, and then a a more full-scale workout on Thursday before being ready to go for regular activities playing the game against the Cubs on Friday. What needs to happen for all that to happen? Cardinals have got to, as a team, have two consecutive days, two consecutive batches of tests that contain no new positives. And so all the positives that had been revealed and discovered from the testing thus far, the 13, according to the Cardinals, as of Monday, had been sent back to St. Louis using a rental car service that the Cardinals had had partnered with and set up where the rental cars would be dropped off at the hotel. The player or person would get in. They'd drive back to St. Louis without making any stops other than if you had to fill up for gas, get it done quickly, wearing masks and gloves, get, get the car to your home, to your residence, park it outside. From there, it would be towed and cleaned extensively by the company, and that's it. Basically, contactless car service. And so... All the people who tested positive, that's what the Cardinals have set up to get that done, and those guys all out of Milwaukee as of Monday. And so now it comes down to the latest batches of testing. John Heyman reported on Tuesday that the Cardinals' most recent batch of testing had come back in a good way. There are no new positives, all negative from that batch of testing. And then there will need to be another batch. They're testing every day at this point. And Wednesday morning, they'll probably figure out, find out the results of that. And if they're clear to go, they'll be able to travel back to St. Louis Wednesday morning to continue with the plan that I just described a few minutes ago that John Mosellock described to all of us on Monday, which entails the light workout on Wednesday, another workout on Thursday, and then returning to play on Friday against the Cubs. Cardinals have been hopeful that that plan would be able to be executed And in the release today naming the six players, they mention again that the tentative plan is for the Cardinals to resume on Friday against Chicago at Busch Stadium. So as of now, that's the way it looks, but it is going to depend on that next batch of testing, which should be either revealed by the Cardinals or reported by somebody probably Wednesday morning would be my best guess. And then from there, the Cardinals ideally will be cleared to go. Now, when they do go, there are going to be some different looking elements to the team obviously, because here's the way this works as far as getting back to business. Yadier Molina said he'll do everything in his power to return as soon as possible. For Cardinals fans, the city of St. Louis, and his teammates, what does he have to do to be able to make that happen? First of all, once you're confirmed positive, which you've got to take two consecutive tests that that are naming you positive, so you don't just get named a confirmed positive from one positive test. You've got to get two in a row just to make sure, because there have been false positives. I know the Phillies dealt with some false positives where guys were held out 
That's what they say when they're held out for COVID, you know, COVID list or whatever. It doesn't always mean that you've tested positive, have been confirmed positive. Sometimes it's related to contact tracing. Sometimes it's related to you get a, you get one positive, but then maybe you don't get the other one, and you take some more, and you're it turns out you were negative the whole time. You got a false positive. I don't know how that happens. That shouldn't happen, but that, I don't know about the testing. I don't know how that works, so that's not my area of expertise. I just know that's the way that they're handling it in Major League Baseball. And so once you do get confirmed, though, as positive, you've got to take seven days before you even take another test. They're not going to be testing you every day to try to sneak in two negatives. you got to take seven days, and then from there you can start testing again, and you'll test until you get two consecutive negatives. And so for sure, we know these guys from the day they were confirmed positive have to wait seven days before they can start retesting to try to turn things around and get back to playing. Now, we don't know which days which guys tested positive, and so that's hard to you know speculate on, but typically we talk about 12 to 14 days is probably what it ends up being because sometimes you might test negative after only a week since you're positive, but oftentimes it might be more than that. So from a baseball perspective, here's what the Cardinals are looking at. You've got Yachty obviously testing positive. That's a big hit. You look pretty fortunate for having brought back Matt Wieters. You've got Andrew Kisner. You lose a lot. As far as Yachty's leadership of the pitching staff, his clutch hitting, definitely a loss. Fortunately, though, you are kind of set with the backups at that position where you've got a veteran who's been a gold glover, who's been an all-star. Matt Wieters has done it before, and so he'll be he'll be in the mix. And then Andrew Kisner as well will be in the mix. feel like the Cardinals can withstand that for you know probably no more than a week or so to get Yachty back, ideally. We don't know how this virus is going to affect everybody. Uh, we don't know exactly which guys are, are symptomatic or asymptomatic at this time. Once we get a chance, eventually when everything returns and we could have a chance to speak with the different players, might get a little bit more insight. But as of right now, not a whole lot. Mosellac said yesterday there were eight that were experiencing mild symptoms five that were asymptomatic among the 13 that had tested positive. And that's 13, including players and staff, seven players, six staff, total of 13 of that group, eight with mild symptoms, five asymptomatic. And so we don't really know what, what the case is for the individual players, but when Yadi does come back, ideally, you know, within a week, nobody was experiencing severe, or even moderate symptoms. And so ideally it'll be within you know, a reasonable time frame of what you can expect for for this for this virus when you have mild to to no symptoms whatsoever. If that's the case, I feel like it's a blow the Cardinals can withstand in in the short term. At shortstop, you're losing, I think, a little bit more per, perhaps uh, because Paul DeYoung, I, everybody knows, I had him pegged to have a pretty big season. Now he's got COVID, and so he'll be out for you know the foreseeable immediate future. Edmundo Sosa, kind of backup shortstop on the roster also COVID positive. And so that definitely depletes your depth at that position. Where will the Cardinals turn? Tommy Edmond is definitely an option. He's the option that I would pick because he was a minor league shortstop, played shortstop all throughout the minors, came up last year, didn't play an inning at the position, thought it was kind of weird, but Paul DeYoung played so much, there just wasn't a lot of opportunity there. And so they, the Cardinals didn't bother putting Edmond at that spot. The Cardinals coaching staff at the major league level maybe hadn't seen a whole lot of him there at shortstop, and so they just didn't go that route. They said in the offseason in, in early spring that he would have opportunities there to spell Paul DeYoung at shortstop in 2020. He would play some in, in the Grapefruit League. Didn't really play a lot in Grapefruit League, but 
I feel like the Cardinals are, are confident enough, comfortable enough to put him there, especially in a pinch, which is what they're in right now. And so that's what I would do because it doesn't, you don't have to change a whole lot about your lineup with that regard. Put Edmund there at short. He's not going to be Paul DeYoung defensively, but he'll probably be okay. Uh, Carpenter can play third. You'll have somebody else, DH, which you'll have to, you, you've got a you know rotating cast of characters. Ron Ravello saw a, a game at DH. He's on the, uh, the COVID list now as well. So you have to go to somebody else potentially, but uh, with the outfield situation being what it is, you you've got Tyler O'Neill that's in left. You've got Lane Thomas. You're trying to get at bats for. I feel like you could probably put Fowler in the DH role if you really wanted to beef up the athleticism of your outfield defense and go O'Neill, Bader, and perhaps Lane Thomas. Though I I don't know how much experience Lane Thomas has in right field. I know he's got a little bit, but either either way, you you can put one of those guys in the outfield. The other could potentially DH, and so you're okay there. Uh, the other option, depending on the health of Brad Miller, when he comes back from the injured list, he, he's got experience as a shortstop, obviously uh, a multi-year veteran, had played shortstop when he came up, had since shifted to a kind of utility role, wasn't great defensively at shortstop, but if you got to do it for a week, you got to play him a couple of times there, it, not the end of the world. Cardinals would probably like to have his bat in the lineup as well uh, because he made an impact last season, hit several home runs in, in a short period of time, and so uh, that's something the Cardinals were looking for when they brought him in. They obviously didn't look that good offensively against Minnesota and those two losses. And so if you, if you can get any extra thump, you take it where you can get it. And so perhaps they'll find a way to put his bat into the lineup somewhere. He could also be a DH possibility as well. If, if he can get healthy was on the injured list as of the COVID shutdown for the Cardinals. So that's kind of where you look at uh, from the offensive perspective on the pitching side, Junior Fernandez, Cody Whitley, um, two members of the bullpen. Whitley had looked really good. Fernandez had really kind of stepped it up after a rough summer camp, made the roster, and, and has looked solid so far. Uh, you're going to miss Whitley. Hopefully he can get back healthy. Had a couple of good scoreless outings for the Cardinals when he had the chance to do so. Uh, how do you replace those guys on the pitching side? Depends on the progress of Alex Reyes and Hennessy uh, Cabrera. Pardon me, following their situations with COVID-19. They both tested positive. Uh, before summer camp on the intake process, I do believe. And so they were late arriving, late getting up to speed. And so they had had gone down to the satellite camp in Springfield. I would hope that by as early as Friday, both those guys can be ready to go and ramped up as long as they're, you know, we don't have a lot of media insight down to what's been going on in Springfield. But as long as they've been ramping up, throwing bullpen sessions, I think you could probably pencil both of those guys in for the bullpen as early as Friday. And then you've got, you know, one other member of the Cardinals unidentified as of yet because seven tested positive among the players we got six names on Tuesday so one more we don't know about we don't know the position if it's a position player we've kind of talked about you know who could fill in at certain positions if it's an outfielder that would certainly be an opportunity for Dylan Carlson otherwise I don't know if the Cardinals are going to go that route I believe I believe that as of now you you'd be fine as far as getting that extra year of control with the service time and so I think it's been far enough into the season, although it's only been five games for the Cardinals. So if they end up playing their full season, I don't know if that ends up being an impact based on days or based on games, you know, what that looks like. But if it's not an outfielder, I don't know that a whole, people are saying, well, he's got to be called up now, right? I mean, you'd like to think so, but I don't know how much has necessarily changed as I do get the email as I'm doing this podcast that the Cardinals have confirmed and sent out that the Field of Dreams game has been postponed. We already knew that was going to be the case. Now it's made official by the Cardinals as they uh, send out a press release 
taking a look at it now. Postponed until August of 2021. It's going to feature the White Sox. Probably won't feature the Cardinals next season. It wasn't originally supposed to feature the Cardinals. It was going to be the Yankees and White Sox. Yankees obviously not playing the White Sox this year, so they changed it to Cardinals. I would imagine it won't be the Cardinals when it actually takes place. Oh, well, just another victim of COVID-19. Not particularly surprising, though. But where was I? If it's an outfielder that's also tested positive, I think you could see Carlson. But otherwise, I don't know that a whole lot has changed. Uh, I would like to think I'm wrong about that. I, I think it's possible they do call him up now. I don't think it's a guarantee, though. I don't think it's automatic um, unless they feel like they've got playing time for him, which maybe they do feel like that now based on needing probably an everyday DH, having to shuffle around your infield a little bit. So it's certainly possible they do. Um Elsewhere, like if it if it were somebody else on the infield, probably have to to find a way to to call up some more infielders. Um, we've talked about on the pitching side. If it's another pitcher, you could see Johan Oviedo. You could see possibly Ricardo Sanchez. Perhaps we talked about Reyes. We talked about Henesis. Uh, Max Schrock is another guy that I think if they need an infielder, Schrock may come up regardless, or he may end up only coming up if. Brad Miller is unable to go to go back right away to the roster. Um, Justin Williams, another outfield option if they really didn't want to use Dylan Carlson. I don't think it would make sense though if they did have a spot for Carlson to not go ahead and use him at this point. Um, if it's a starting pitcher that that has tested positive that we don't know about yet, you'd probably just add somebody, one of those names that we mentioned to the bullpen, and then you'd move Austin Gomber to the rotation. I don't know why you wouldn't move Kwon Young Kim to the rotation. That's what I would do. I just don't feel like the Cardinals are necessarily going to go that route now that they've named him the closer. But it would be totally simple for me to say, yes, put him in the rotation. That's where he's supposed to be anyway, so let's just get this done. But I don't want to put that as a slight to Austin Gomber because he has pitched really well and is, is deserving of opportunities too. So just, just because that's what I would do doesn't mean it's a right or wrong choice, but I, I have wanted to see Kim in the rotation since February, and so uh, that's that's the direction I would go. But I think the Cardinals, it's going to be difficult, but I think they're going to be able to manage as far as the personnel decisions. And Mozeliak said he hadn't really thought about baseball as of yesterday afternoon, but he was going to spend the next few hours into the evening on Monday working with, working with his staff and, and have some roster meetings about where the Cardinals go from here now that they know you know, who they're going to be missing and get a general idea for how long they're going to be missing some of those guys. And so working on all that, and I'm sure they will have roster news, roster updates for us at some point this week, especially if everything progresses as it needs to. Um, A lot of those guys in Springfield, you know, they're down there working. They've already cleared the intake, and so should be a more seamless process to be able to get them to St. Louis, just like a a regular call-up. What it would mean for guys not on the 40-man roster, some of those decisions could be a little bit difficult and depending on how much space the Cardinals have and how much maneuvering they can do with injured players potentially to the 45-day list. Like We don't have an update on Brad Miller, but if, if things had turned for the worse, I don't know that it's impossible to, to say, well, we got a guy on the IL. We don't know what his status is. Put him on the 45-day, 40, which would be retroactive to you know when the injury happened, and so that could be another way to clear... 40-man space in the short term, but hopefully nothing like that has to happen for the Cardinals. They're able to maneuver the way they need to and be able to get everything done and, and get their roster filled back up to capacity in order to compete at their, their maximum abilities when they take on the Chicago Cubs, ideally this weekend.
I am going to go ahead and wrap the show up for today. Did want to set a reminder to everybody out there and setting it for myself to some extent as well. I did talk about last week a message I got from, I believe it was Will, who had a question for me in the uh, voicemail inbox for B-Shape Daily. And I'm going to get to that. Even if it's not quite as relevant as it was, I do apologize that when he asked it, it was probably, you know, certainly a very relevant question. I believe, if I recall, it was about the outfield. And so we've got a lot of conversations about the outfield for sure. Whether Dylan Carlson comes up or not, I think that's still going to be an interesting conversation. So I will try to get to that tomorrow. But had so much COVID stuff going on, not only today, but this entire week, that it has just been a little bit crazy, so I haven't gotten to that yet. If you'd like to weigh in on the show, have a listener voicemail be read over the air on the podcast, you can hit me up. It's anchor.fm slash bshafer12 slash message, and you can leave your own message there that I can play on the show, and I'm definitely going to be doing that, getting those into the podcast whenever you guys decide to leave them. I'm, I'm, I haven't done it this week, but I will be going forward. And you can follow me on any of the social medias at bshafer12. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.com slash bshafer12. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you've not done so already. I saw there on Apple Podcasts, people can actually leave reviews. I'm sure that's true of other podcast entities as well. But I saw a few recent reviews having been left. Would love it to be five stars, but if not, that's okay. I know it's a pretty mediocre presentation but you can follow on apple Podcasts and make sure you subscribe over there you can do it at google podcasts as well and spotify is a great place to get your podcast and we're on there as well be shafe daily b dash s-c-h-a-e-f-f daily and you can keep up with all the cardinals news and information as we get it try to go on a, da- a daily basis it's it's a little hit and miss with the covid and the not playing games but man i would love for a world where we could just get back to a regularly scheduled programming talking about Cardinal baseball games every day. We'll see if we get to do that within the next week or so. Cardinals, Cubs this weekend. How great would that be to be breaking down three games? That's what we'll hope for. But for now, we're going to peace out and talk to you guys tomorrow.